a podcast where I do interviews here in my kitchen on my island of my very own home. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcast. So last week I decided to start a three-part introduction series called Music Through the Veins, and this is part two of the series. Uh, If you'd like to listen to part one, it's available as the 25th episode from last Wednesday. Uh, In part one, I basically just chatted about how I grew up and got started in music industry. And uh, in part two will basically be about my time on cruise ships and Dollywood theme park and uh, how I got both those jobs and basically how the audition process was for me and a few stories here and there. Uh, Normally on this podcast, I would call up a musician or an artist or a comedian, and uh, we would just open up a bottle of whiskey and we would chat about music and life and how they are marketing themselves in the industry. Uh, The third and last part of this series, Music Through the Veins, it'll be available next week. Um, I'm actually going to talk about when I moved to Nashville and the making of the recent record that we just did. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to talk about why we chose those specific songs for the record and a few stories and um, yeah, just why I wrote them and all that good stuff. Okay, first of all, can I just say thank you guys so much for the love and support that you guys showed in the last week's episode. I was totally not expecting anyone to even be interested in these stories that I'm sharing or if people really even wanted to hear me talk, honestly. Like, I just, I was totally not expecting um, just, like, the love and support that you guys gave on that. Seriously, like, it was just amazing. And for you guys to just, all the encouragement that you guys threw my way, thank you guys so much for that and just being super supportive of this podcast. It seriously means a lot to me. Uh, Yeah, you guys are just incredible. So before we get into the second part of the series, come see me live. All right, let's see. Uh, Thursday, I will be at a little bar in Franks in Tunica, Mississippi, over in Tunica Resorts. And I hope you guys will come out. I'll be with my buddy Paul Dutch, who plays guitar with me from time to time. And we're going to be there from 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. And then this Saturday, I'll be back at Redneck Riviera on the rooftop from 4 to 8 p.m. acoustic. And then uh, Sunday, I'll be back at All Red with a full band in Nashville from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. So y'all come out this weekend if you're out and about. Well, let's get into part two, guys. If you remember us leaving off in part one, I had been invited to go on a cruise with uh, my team at the time to do a few concerts on the ship, and I had heard about this talent contest, so I had entered the contest and eventually booked a meeting with the cruise director on how I could be an entertainer on cruise ships. The cruise director uh, ended up just like sharing all all his stories with me and what it's like living on the ship and what the workload was like as an entertainer. And honestly, it just sounded like a dream. So he gave me information to this guy that was in charge of booking bands and singers and musicians. Um, His name was David Brady. And uh, after I left the ship, I remember telling my mom that this would be the best job in the world. I mean, you get to travel and you get to see the world and you get to play music. Like there's no better job than doing what you love. And so this was just like a no brainer. So I went back home. I sent David an email like right away. And um, at that time, the audition process was a little bit different. Um, 
Now, I think on their website, you have to go through an entirely different process, but luckily David was extremely cool and uh, he asked me to just send in a video reel uh, through email. So I got it together like in a night, but the process took even longer. Uh, David and I had kept chatting over the next couple of months and they were making some changes at the time um, in the company, like entertainment wise. And it was just interesting, like uh, about like maybe six months later, he had come to me with a job position as a rock band vocalist um, as Carnival Cruise Lines had were they were basically launching their 2.0 contracts, which at the time I had no clue what that even meant. Um, but yeah, it, it gave me enough time uh, because like when you go to work on a cruise ship, you have there's so many things you have to go through. I mean, you have to go get a physical done um, like, yeah, you just have to go through all of these different processes and stuff. Uh, so it basically gave me enough time to to do all of that. So I can all I can really mem- remember was before I was hired, it was normally like a big band type of thing. I think I don't really know. I wasn't there for the 1.0, I guess. I don't even know if that's what they would call it. But um, yes, for like the 2.0 thing, they were hiring six piece bands, which included a drummer, a guitarist, a bass player, a keys player and a male and female vocalist. So we would be required to perform like four 45 minute sets each night with one night off a cruise. And each night was like a different theme. So one night would be an 80s night. One night would be a 90s night. One night was a Woodstock night. We had a country night and a disco night. So depending on like how long the cruises were. So like my first contract was a six month contract and it was a seven day cruise, which meant it was like all of those nights. It was it was 90s. It was 80s. It was Woodstock. I mean, we had to do all of those themes. So it was a ton of material to learn. So they email me this list of songs about two months before I'm supposed to leave. Right. And it was just like this huge variety of songs, obviously, because we were, you know, doing different themes each night. So I was used to playing country music that I had no clue what I was getting to getting into. Honestly, I was then introduced to a ton of Aretha Franklin music, The Temptations. I mean, ev- everyone from like Jefferson Airplane. Like, I mean, y'all, I didn't even know who Jefferson Airplane was or were. Like, I, I'm like, was that a is that a band? I mean, just all this music that I just didn't even think that I would even have time to learn before leaving. I mean, it was a lot of material and that I, you know, most of the stuff I had not even really grown up on. I mean, you guys heard in part one, I grew up on, you know, Shania Twain and the Dixie Chicks. So and the Spice Girls, like we weren't singing none of that. I mean, (laughs) but so, yeah, they fly us out to Miami, which is where we would spend like a month rehearsing before leaving for the six month contract. So rehearsals were extremely long. Let me just let me just say it was usually like it was like a it was like a 10 to 5. We, you know, with a lunch break and at night I was learning new material. So, I mean, we would work we would work. I would sing all day long and then go back to the hotel and learn new material for the next day. So I, man, for that first contract that I felt like that's all I was doing was just like learning lyrics and, and learning new material. Like it was, it was a, it was a long, long rehearsal process. I even still had like, this is crazy. I was going through my iPad the other day. I even still have my old iPad from ships 
And I still have um, the app that we used. I think it was called Fourscore. And I have all my vocal charts in there where I would take notes and stuff. Like, it, I just crazy that I still have all that stuff. But by the time we were ready for ready to leave for the ship, I was extremely nervous <laughs> because I just didn't want to screw up. I had put in all this work and I just didn't want to get fired for like not doing a good job because, well, honestly, my my first music director was pretty tough on me. Anyway, we sign on to the ship. My first ship was the Carnival Conquest and we were on the Eastern route. Uh, which we visited places like the U.S. Virgin Islands, the the British Virgin Islands, St. Martin, Puerto Rico. Um, so your first week on ships uh, is pretty tough. I didn't get to visit all these places right away. Um, I had to go through like all these trainings and take all these tests. And I it's crazy because I still have all my certificates from ships from all those trainings that I had to do. Um so yeah, for like the first two months, I honestly hated ship life. I <laughs> hated every part of it because I, I just felt like I was just constantly sitting in a room going through all these trainings at 8 a.m. in the morning. And all I really wanted to do was just sing. But I mean, I totally understood why we had to go through those trainings. Obviously, you want to keep people safe. and um, But yeah, I just didn't realize how hard it would be. So like after about two months, uh, the trainings kind of slowed down and I was finally able to enjoy actually getting off the ship and going to visit these ports and uh, starting to enjoy my sets each night. I mean, crew parties were the best. I mean, you would always find the band at the crew bar after a late night show. Uh, Some of my few favorite places to visit was by far San Juan, Puerto Rico. It was uh, just gorgeous, mostly because it was American territory and I could use my phone. Uh, <laughs> because at most of these other ports, I mean, you'd have to find Wi-Fi if you wanted to, you know, use your phone. So that was always kind of difficult. But, um, yeah, there were so many cool places. Uh, there was, uh, we went to Cozumel, Mexico a couple times and there was this restaurant called La Choza, And I guess that's how you pronou- pronounce it. I'm sure I'm not pronouncing it correctly, but we would go there almost every time we ported in Cozumel. It was the best Mexican food ever. And they had the best Wi-Fi. So we were there all the time. So after my first contract was up, I was offered another six-month contract with an entirely different band, which meant all new material and all new sets. But I had enjoyed my time on the first contract so so much. So I yeah, I said yes. <laughs> and then after that one was up, I was offered another one and I said yes again. And by the time I knew it, like I had spent time on, gosh, uh, the Carnival Conquest. I was on that ship twice for two separate contracts. Um, I was on the Carnival Breeze, the Carnival Freedom, the Pride, the Carnival Dream, and oh gosh, a few others that I can't really remember. And mostly because I started getting hired to do a lot of like fill-in work for other singers after a couple years of being on of, of being with a company. And so some singers would get sick or they would have to leave a contract for a certain reason. So I would spend maybe like three to four weeks on a ship and not even remember what the name of the ship <laughs> I was on. So that was always super fun. I, I loved getting to to play in different bands. And I think that was like a huge growing experience for me. Like I didn't just play in one band the entire, you know, five to six years that I was there. I, you know, every six months or so I was playing in a new band. And I think that really, really helped me grow and, uh, you know, grow as a musician. But uh, yeah, I grew to love 
ship life and the people that I would meet. And that was like my favorite part, meeting everyone. And man, I have friends all over the world now because of that job. And I am just extremely grateful to have gotten that opportunity. I learned a lot about who I was as a singer and different things I could do with my voice that I could never really do before. And like I said, I, I really grew as a person. And um, it's funny. I remember coming home after my third or fourth contract and my stepdad was like, man, your accent and inflection has even changed in your voice. Like it's, you don't even sound like you don't sound as country as you used to used to sound, you know. And uh, I think it's I think it was mostly because I was surrounded by so many different people and you start to kind of adapt where you are. But uh, yeah, so in 2015, my last contract I had gotten an email about a job offer at Dollywood theme parks as a singer dancer in a show called Country Crossroads. My heart has always been in country music, and I knew that this would just be an amazing job. Um, how I had heard about it um, was from another fellow crew member uh, who was a singer dancer on the ship, um, and he had also loved you know performing and singing country music and we got to talking one night and um yeah he told me about this job and so when I started looking into it uh Pigeon Forge Tennessee was filled with shows I actually had no idea that there were so many shows in the area I mean not only Dollywood but there was Country Tonight there was Hatfield and McCoy dinner shows I mean I could go on and on and on and I had I had been to this area before, but I just didn't realize how much music was going on in that area and how many shows there were. I just, I just had no idea. So on a break from one of my ship contracts, I went to an audition in Georgia for Dollywood. And I remember singing Last Name by Carrie Underwood. That was my audition song. <laughs> and I I remember this audition like it was yesterday. I still remember what I wore. I wore <laughs> leather pants, a hot pink blazer, and Jessica Simpson heels. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's it's crazy. I um, It was a really fun audition process because I had never really gone through an audition like that before. I mean, you get up there and you stand in front of like a panel of judges, like being, you know, auditioning for like American Idol or The Voice. So I got the job in 2016, and I made the big move from the cruise ship life back to land life in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. <laughs> um, the first week in that area, I realized, wow, there's like not a lot to do here. <laughs> Did I just make a huge mistake? I had I just moved. You know, I had just gone from seeing the entire world to living in East Tennessee. And I was like, there's nothing here. <laughs> But, you know, when rehearsal started, uh, it kept me busy and the workload was way more than cruise ship life. Um, and maybe it's because on ships, I, you know, I was singing and entertaining in a band, which I was used to and had done that before. At Dollywood, I had committed to not only singing, but dancing and acting. So I had to learn a script. I was back to dancing, which I had not done since I was like 15. And the show was, you know, like I mentioned before, the show that I was in was called Country Crossroads, which basically tells a story of how country music evolved from the beginning to prime country. And when show started in March of 2016, I had committed to a full season, which consisted of March. Uh, it was like, it's like mid-March to the beginning of January. So we basically went through all the seasons. And let me tell you something. Um, our show was outside and in the summer, it was deathly hot out there. I mean, we were singing and dancing 
in like 100 degree weather. And that was just something I had not done before. (laughs) So trying to keep your composure when it's so hot outside and you're like, and you're sweating and you're like, oh gosh, it was, it was rough. I don't think I've ever sweat so much in my life in the year of 2016. (laughs) I remember there was this train that would that was like right beside us that would go through and it was so loud so that you couldn't even hear the music it would drown us out like this it would just drown everything out and then like the dust from the train if you had allergies uh, it was over for you which was me so I'm like so we I'm like sneezing and we had these like Garth Brooks mics you know and you know like the headsets so I it was just rough man it, it was it was a tough season but you know what? The show was great. The cast was great. And I met a ton of friends that year. And um, around the end of the season, I had been chatting with a friend of mine from Cruise Ships that uh, was looking for a rock band vocalist for the next year in 2017 from January to March as a fill-in contract. And at Dollywood, um, they basically close the season down from January to March. And I was like, man, this couldn't of come up at any better time because I was about to be out of a job for about three months. And I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. And uh, yeah, I was like, this would be a great opportunity to, you know, to go back to cruise ships for about three months, do this fill-in contract, and then come back to Dollywood in March. So I packed up my bags and went back to cruise ship life <laughs> for three months. And uh, near the end of the last couple of weeks on board, uh, I was offered a music director position. So I was then put in a position where I had to choose whether I wanted to stay on ships or go back to Dollywood. And I hate being put in these situations. Um, it was tough because I, I, I loved both. I, um, you guys are going to think I'm crazy, but I ended up declining both jobs. And I know what you're thinking. Wow, she's really dumb for doing that. But uh, you know what? I was 26 at the time, and I really had to figure out what I wanted to do with my music career, where my heart was, what I wanted to do music moving forward. Because you know, I was I, I was getting to in, in, into my 30s. Like, did I want to keep taking corporate jobs and? you know, keep working for corporate companies or do I want to be creative and make my own music? You know, I wasn't obviously getting any younger. I had to figure out what I wanted to do. So in March of 2017, I moved to Nashville with no place to stay, no plan other than making music in Nashville. And I decided to give Music City another shot. And uh, this will be the end of part two, (laughs) as uh, I will share my Nashville experience with you guys and talk about the making of the most recent record, Thunder, in the part three of this series called Music Through the Veins. Thank you guys so much for listening, and um, I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. Uh, If you guys want to follow me on social media, on Facebook or Instagram, it's under KC Johns, and KC is spelled just like the Sunshine Band, just two letters, K and a C. And on TikTok, Casey Johns Music. Uh, If you want to email me about the podcast or if you have any questions or anything, you can email me at casey.johns at yahoo.com. Rate and follow the show. Sign up for the newsletter. Please, please, please. You can go to caseyjohnsmusic.com and you can follow the newsletter there. All you got to do is just enter in your email and you will be up to date with all the news. Uh, My new single was just dropped this week. I'm so excited. It's called Confused. And uh, yeah, you can listen on Apple Music, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, um, wherever you guys get your music at. And uh, yeah, you guys will hear um, in part three why we chose this song Confused and uh, 
as the next single and how I went about writing it with my buddies Tim Angston and Tim Baumgartner. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to Casey on the Island. See you next time. Now yeah.